Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Text from the 985. Seth, how about an 18-game schedule with two bye weeks? Well, this is an interesting trivia question that I've actually won a couple of trivia contests on before or stumped people on. The NFL actually had two bye weeks one season in the 1990s. I believe it was 1992. A one-year trial balloon. They had an 18-week schedule with two bye weeks. I would actually like to see them go back to something like that. Give that the players, these teams, an extra week off. Just move the season up a little bit. Start the last week of August instead of the last week of September. Maybe that's something that will happen in the new CBA. Certainly, I'm sure it will be part of the negotiations here. Talking Saints football, roster projections, and a lot more. And let's bring on in Amy Just, as promised, Saints beat writer for The Advocate. She's on Twitter, at Amy underscore Just. Amy, what's going on? Glad to have you on. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, you know. I We've been ships in the night for a while, but finally working. Yeah, exactly, the schedules and that kind of stuff. And I have to say, anybody who doesn't know, Amy has the strongest hat game out at Saints camp. I think everybody's going back and forth on this on Twitter right now. Amy, how would you describe the hat that you're wearing out there? Well, Christian doesn't like it. Jeff Duncan doesn't like it. Teron Armstead likes it. So, like, that's good enough for me. Um, So, I don't (laughs) like putting – I know this is bad, and any dermatologist that's listening is going to cringe when I say this, but I don't like putting sunscreen on my face. Because uh, I sweat, and then it gets in my eyes, and then I can't see, and then if I can't see, then what am I doing? So I like having a really big hat on, so it protects my face, and I can still see. Yeah. Um, so that's the reasoning behind it. I'm not trying to look like a 0.2 version of Gale. Uh, <laughs> that's not my intention. But uh, people have compared the hat look to her, and I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I mean, you're getting compared to her in the bank account anyways. That'd be pretty uh, pretty nice. Uh, by the way, Christian's... I'm in the wrong business for that. <laughs> true, true. You and me both, Amy. Uh, by the way, Christian's just jealous. You know that, right? Like, he thinks he has the strong hat game. You got it. You got it. I mean, he has a strong hat game. It's just not stronger than mine. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Good way to put it. Uh, we've been talking today, first half hour of the show, about roster battles kind of halfway through camp projecting. And certainly everybody goes right to the wide receiver position, which intrigues the heck out of me. Have you handicapped this race yet? Who you think might be on and off that roster when the final 53 cutdowns come? Man, it's going to be tough. Like, this, it's a tough spot. Because, I mean, what, last year they kept six? I covered LSU last year, mm-hmm. so I don't remember off the top of my head, but Man, there's some good-looking dudes in there. And obviously, you know who's going to be at the top. Everybody knows who's, who's going to be at the top. It's going to be, you know, that second, third, you know, string guy. I'm, you know, I don't want to say biased, but, I mean, everybody just loves watching Emmanuel Butler, and I'd be shocked if he doesn't make the team. But after him, you don't really know. Austin Carr's been around for a couple years. He had that huge touchdown catch last week you know, a preseason touchdown, sure, whatever. But it looked great, and Austin himself jokes that he was, like, the fifth read on that. So, <laughs> right. Why, how uh, could he not catch that? Now, if he wouldn't have caught that, Amy, then we'd all be talking this week about, oh, Austin Carr probably cost himself a roster spot or something like that. <laughs> you know, everybody reacts differently, uh, but it didn't hurt. It, it didn't hurt, let me say that. And then I really like Deontay Harris. 
I don't know if they're going to, like, put him in as, like, a specialist or leave him, you know, counting as a receiver roster spot. But especially with Marcus Sherrill's, you know, having some undisclosed injury, you know, that's left him out for the past two preseason games and every practice in between. That that doesn't look good for the vet there. But who knows? I don't know. I'm. We'll find out. You know, everybody uh, eats a little crow once the uh, once roster cuts come out. Yes, no, sure. no doubt about it. It's interesting you mentioned Harrison. You, you described him as a specialist because I went through my, my wide receiver cuts and I did not list him as a wide receiver because of just what you talked about. I don't think he's going to play wide receiver if he's on this team. He'll be the returning, but it does seem like he's almost a lock to win that job now, Amy. It sounded like you kind of agree with me there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to win a battle that you're not you know, competing in, right? Yeah. Like, if you're hurt, like, sure, maybe they can, you know, keep him on the on the roster spot in the IR, but it's hard to win a spot that you can't play for. Yeah, it's a good point. No, it's you're not out there. How in the heck are you going to win it, right? Um, cornerback on the opposite side is also very interesting once you get past really the top two guys on the outside, Eli Apple and, of course, Marshawn Lattimore. We know Patrick Robinson's involved in this. Ken Crawley, P.J. Williams, even you know, Marcus Sherrills, although he hasn't been there like we just said. What do you think about the defensive back position, the cornerback spot, Amy? That's another tough one. These are – roster cuts are hard every year, especially now that you can't – well, you could chop down early, but teams don't. So you go straight from 90 to 53 – Man, I don't know. Uh, oh, it's so good. Obviously, you've got, you know, guys coming back from injury. Guys, I mean, Marshawn Lattimore was talking last week about how year three is going to be a big year for him. Obviously, he's not getting cut. But, you know, that's what you want to see from him. God, it's, t- it's so tough because all those guys are veteran dudes. It's not like you've got any rookies that we're talking about here. They're all guys who've been at least in three training camps before. Yeah, it's true. And then, you know, you throw in a guy like Justin Hardy who's going to make this team because of a special teams play. Makes it probably even harder to make those cut downs. I am envious, not envious, I should say. I'm not envious about Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis's job, maybe, to make those cut downs. It would be, look, you give me that paycheck, I'll take it, that they're making. But, man, that is not something from a human perspective that I would enjoy doing at all. No, it's, football's a business. It's cliche, but it is, and I I wouldn't want to make those decisions. I uh, I just I wouldn't. Yeah, no doubt. We're talking to Amy Just Saint Beat writer for the Advocate here on the Last Lap, and getting away from roster projections. Defensively, the pass rush has been kind of an eyesore the first two preseason games, and even when I and I, I wrote down here that it's laughable, and even when I say it out loud, when I say looks bad in the first two preseason games, that is a little laughable because nobody's really going to remember that. But are you concerned at all, Amy, about the lack of consistent pass rush we've seen the first two games, even with guys like Marcus Davenport getting a lot of time in there? Not really. I mean, because Cam Jordan's not in there. He hasn't played. So, you know, that's. I'm not worried about it. Now, if it looks like this week two, week three, then it can be cause for concern. It's the preseason. I don't like to put the, too much stock into preseason or, you know, anything like that just because you're not playing everybody. You're playing a lot more different combinations than you would during the regular season. So, Wait, wait to be wait for the panic 
panic later. <laughs> yeah, I got the, the red panic button has glass over it here in our studio right now, so I haven't opened that up yet, Amy. Um, well, don't hit it because you're just going to hurt yourself. <laughs> it's just not not going to be pretty for anybody. Panicking yeah. over the preseason, unless it's an injury to like a major starter like we saw over in that. I almost said San Diego, but I caught myself with the Chargers. Um, that would be cause for panic, but we're not there yet. And, you know, knock on wood, yeah. I don't. That's the worst part about this industry, man. Yeah. It's, it is. It, it, even I, and I am somebody that does it on my show a lot. I try to, to downplay the hype and kind of bring everybody back to reality, including myself a lot. I check myself a lot on the show. But, Amy, even I wonder if it's this way for you. Even I find myself, when we're talking about this stuff every single day and covering it for hours on end each day, even I find myself kind of getting caught up in the hype and, you know, a little bit of panic sometimes. Yeah, I, I can get caught up in the hype, but I try not to panic with air quotes, you know, whatever happens happens and you know at the end of the day like it is what it is wow two cliches in one sentence i'm so proud of myself <laughs> right now hey have you have you gotten caught up in the in the Taysom hill hype over the last couple of days because that is a wildfire that got lit with that second half he's fun to watch man i mean he can do pretty much everything i mean people were posting some memes on twitter about him today and he even like retweeted it. Alex Anzalone retweeted one too. That was pretty funny. But hey, if he's fun to watch, he's fun to watch. I'd rather watch fun football than boring football. So sure, I'll there you I'll go. Buy into it. There you go. So we heard it from Amy just first. Uh, Taysom Hill, <laughs> the heir apparent to Drew Brees. She said it here on our show. Okay, first. okay. Now we're getting ahead of ourselves, but. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Just at Amy underscore Just on Twitter, her inaugural debut on the last lap. Amy, it was a pleasure talking to you. I'll see you out at camp. Tomorrow. Pleasure, pleasure talking to you too. Thanks so much. All right, thanks so much. There she goes. Covers the Saints for the Advocate every single day. You can find her work at theadvocate.com and also nola.com. We'll get back to your phone calls in just a second. We're talking Saints roster battles. Of course, what we've seen in the preseason. What are you looking for? in Game 3 on Saturday up in New York against the Jets. Well, actually, New Jersey against the Jets. Our phone number is 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. We'll be right back. It's the last lap on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.